With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. On Giddy Up, the Hong Kong Corner. For the latest on Hong Kong racing, go to hkjc.com. Purton's keeping a watchful eye on them. It's Beauty Eternal 2 in front of Olsfus and Pauls, who's come again. California 10, but Beauty Eternal, you can book your tickets for March 19. We'll see you on Derby Day. Beauty Eternal from California 10 and Spirited Express. It was an arrogant victory from Beauty Eternal, who has basically just set the, the um, Hong Kong racing scene alight since... Uh, um, arriving there, and he was so dominant there on Sunday, and he now heads to the 2,000 metres of the Hong Kong Derby as John Size looks for another um, Hong Kong Derby winner, and he was ridden by the champ Zach Person there on Sunday night, and Zach joins us now on Giddy Up. Good morning, Zach. Thanks for your time, mate. No, no worries. It's how, good to be on. How impressive was he? He looked impressive. Well, he was good. Yeah, obviously people want to say that. It was a pretty weak class two field that he was up against, but times don't lie. He was one second inside a standard. Um, Blake was outside the leader on the rock, applying the pressure a thousand metres from home. Obviously trying to drag the sprint out of my horse to try and bring him undone, but my horse was able to absorb that pressure and um, get the job done. He is now the short price favourite with Bet365 for the Derby. 225 Super Sunny Singh that took out the four-year-old series race there, um, which was one of the features at Sha Tin on Saturday, is at $4. And then you go out to um, nearly double figures for the rest of the field. So do you think that the market's right, Zach? I think it's got it pretty um, pretty right. I, I was very happy with my horse after I rode him and won on him. Um, and then I was a little bit more nervous after Super Sunny Singh won and won so well. So... He's going to give me um, a strong challenge. Uh, he's a good horse. He's also lightly raced on the way up, just seems to be getting better all the time. And although he's bred to be a 1,000-metre horse, mm. he, uh, he looks like he's going to have no problem running the 2,000 metres. Uh, my horse has never been beyond the mile. That was his first attempt at the mile. He, he'd run at 1,200, then stepped up to 1,400, stepped up to a mile, and now he's got to step up to 2,000 metres. So it's a lot to ask of a horse and especially a young horse. But when they, they race here against their own age um, and they've got a little bit of quality, they can normally handle themselves quite well. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I got sword point. It was really good behind super sunny Singh there the other day at $5 and galaxy witness at five fifty, and then double figures for the rest. Just with John size. Um, he's a legendary trainer. We all know that. And he's been able to win derbies before. So, when you've been in communication with him, with a, a horse like a beauty internal, did he have that indication or gut feel that he would get a 2,000 metres and get to the derby, this preparation? He's a lovely, relaxed horse in the race. Um, he switches off and is kind to ride. So he was always going to give himself every chance. And when I was riding him and, and winning on him over 1,200 metres, um, even way, way back early in his career, 
I said to John that if uh, if you can get him to the derby, I think he's going to be a good chance. So we always had the feeling that uh, he was going to be able to stretch out over a little bit more ground um, and had the quality to do it as well. So it hasn't been a surprise to us, but uh, he's obviously had the interrupt of preparation where on international day he had the sore foot, so he missed his run there. And then a couple of weeks later, uh, he dumped me going to the gates. He's quite a hard horse to handle. When he comes out on the track in the mornings, he's got to trot up the, the ramp and go straight off. And his tail swishes everywhere. He can fly a leap in the air. He needs someone to lead him and, and bring him back. So um, from that regard, he's always a little bit uh, of a worry. It's every morning when the riding boy comes back in, he exhales like uh, he's been 10 rounds with Tyson. So <laughs> he's, uh, he's a stressful horse to, to handle. But um, once we can get him in the gate, then... You know the race at the moment has has been the uh, the uh, most pleasurable part part of it. But um, you know, hopefully he can just get there in good shape. Um, I went and spoke to John yesterday. I've seen him in his stables, and he's happy with the way the horse is pulled up. So uh, at the moment, we will press on. And you know how how hard it is to win a Hong Kong Derby, Zach. Yeah, well, the the only Derby that I have been able to win was for John Size. Um, and it was a late pickup ride. Douglas White at the time had to choose between two horses, and he obviously chose to ride another horse, and I was able to pick up Luger uh, and win on him. But ever since then, apart from two seasons ago, uh, when I rode Shadow Hero, who unfortunately bled and finished tailed out, every other year I've, I've managed to run sort of second or third, but haven't been able to win it. So it's been frustrating for me. I'm, I've sort of always been there, and just waiting for the right horse to come along um, to be able to win another one, and hopefully this seller is it. And it must be stressful as well because you do get opportunities and a lot of opportunities to ride big chances heading towards uh, a Hong Kong derby. But um, it, it, I, I guess it's harder to pick the right horse than actually get there and ride the right horse, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it's, it's all about timing, yeah. right? It's a bit like the Golden Slipper. You've just got to be in the right spot at the right time to pick the right two-year-old who's, who's going the right way to peak on the day. And the Derby's the same as that. They only get one chance at it. And a lot of horses have just come in as PPs and they haven't quite acclimatised. Like, I've ridden some great horses in the Derby um, that have gone on to be the best horses, but at that time, they just hadn't acclimatised properly. Um, you know, like Beauty Generation, um, California Spangle, uh, Military Attack, um, Exultant, um, you know, and there've been a few more as well. So they're they're probably the better ones. But you know, I've I've subsequently been able to have the horse of the year, but at that time they just they haven't been they haven't been uh, able to produce their best. So uh, it has been frustrating, but um, the flow-on effect has obviously been rewarding for me. But I need the right horse to peak on the day. In the Hong Kong Gold Cup, we're all excited to watch that. What's your thoughts on what unfolded there? It was the clash between Romantic Warrior and Golden 60, but I think Golden 60 just proved what a champ he is. There was people that wanted to take him on, but um, the champs are hard to beat. I think what you say is exactly right, and people are obviously trying to be critical of Karras's ride, but at the end of the day... Uh, Golden 60, he's, he's just hard to beat. I've been trying to beat him for four years. He's, he just he just wins. He finds a way to win. It doesn't matter slow speed, fast speed, track bias, doesn't matter. He just wins. Um, so I think people are being a little bit uh, harsh on, on Karras. He, he, he tried to beat the champ, but the champ was too good. And I, I think at the end of the day, 
that sums it up. Yeah, and um, as you pointed out, Zach, like you can't really describe those champions. They do what people don't think they can do. Um, and when a horse, like, and we're seeing, I think Animo's got that that will to win and he just, every time he turns up, he puts himself into the right spot and um, he gets the job done, even in a Caulfield Stakes when he looked like he was a million to one at the top of the top of the straight, he found a way, but they're just freakish animals that have got that rare ability that everybody wished that they had a horse that would be able to do that. Yeah. I've never seen a horse um, in my time here with the will to win that golden 60 has got yeah. when he gets in that position where he's got the chance to win, he, he gets the job done. And when he's been in the position where he's got beat and he's had a little bit too much to do, he still doesn't shirk the task. I've never seen him gas out before the line or die on his run or come to the end of his run. He always just continues to attack the line and run through the line. And uh, He's an incredible horse and uh, he deserves all the accolades that he gets. Now, I wish Golden 60 might be able to have a chat to a Tories for you, mate, because it's great to have you back in this country riding on a Group 1 meeting in Sydney, and you ride um, a Tories in the Canterbury Stakes for Team Friedman. We all know that he's got ability, but he hasn't won for a long time. What are you looking – do you think that he can win at Canterbury? Um, what's your expectations with him? Well, I'm hoping to win. Yeah. I'm coming down there to try and win the race, of course. Uh, he's a quality horse. He's, we, we all know that probably been a little bit frustrating, but um, he's certainly got the ability. And, and if he turns up on the day, there's no doubt that he can get the job done. Do you watch replays and, and think to yourself, well, um, what can I do what others haven't to be able to get this horse to go a couple better? Because he's a very good horse. We saw that in a blue diamond um, when he was so good on that particular occasion. And then he's been running some brilliant races without winning. So what can, can – what do you think he needs to do to take that next step? Uh, not, not quite sure, to be honest. I, I have spoken to a couple of jockeys that have ridden it previously, and the common theme is that they, they sort of have a little bit of frustration with him. They know he's, he's certainly got the ability, but he just seems to have those little things that don't quite fall his way, and, and maybe he creates that himself. But, you know, now he's a little bit older. Um I hope, I'm just hope, hoping that he can get out of the gates clean, get himself in the right spot and give himself every chance. You know, at the end of the day, um, you know, that's, that's my job. That's, that's what I need to deliver. So hopefully he gets that. And I'm sure if he does, he, he's going to be the horse to beat. Will we see you a lot throughout the carnival in Sydney, Zach? Possibly. Um, I haven't looked past this weekend yet because we have obviously the derby coming up here in Hong Kong and, couple of other races as well. Um, but, yeah, we'll see how this weekend goes, uh, see how it feels when I get down there. Obviously, I'm excited to be back in Australia and, and especially Sydney. I haven't, I can't remember the last time I rode in Sydney. It, it might have been when I won on Sacred Falls yeah. in the uh, Lord's Main or something like that. Um, so it has been a while. Um, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to coming back home and seeing everyone and seeing how the city feels. And we'll, uh, we'll work out what we're going to do beyond that. And I guess you'd be looking forward to getting home as well to um, race against, of course, um, a few of the other Australian jockeys that you haven't been competing against in Hong Kong. But have you enjoyed Jamie Carr, Blake Shin, James McDonald arriving on a regular basis, mate, for, for the bigger meetings yeah, in, in Sha Tin? Yeah, it's good to have um, them here. You know, they add uh, a little bit extra to the meetings. They're 
enjoyed themselves. Um, they've been successful, um, as they would wherever they rode in the uh, rode in the world. You know, they're all very talented jockeys, and um, you know that's that's the way the world is these days. Uh, it's easy to get on a plane again after yep. COVID. It's easy to get back on a plane and and pop up anywhere. Obviously, we have uh, Dubai World Cup coming up as well, so I might head over there. Um, but yeah, anyway, the, it's just nice to have a, a little bit of freedom again. And hopefully we won't frustrate you as much as some people have been frustrating you in Hong Kong, Zach. Well, that happens. That's uh, <laughs> part of life, right? It ebbs and flows and <laughs> yeah, just play on. <laughs> That's why we need a camera. I'm telling you, I, I think we're doing something in Australia um, similar to that F1 documentary, but it would be entertaining um, following Zach Purton, <laughs> especially after uh, those races. Certainly would, yeah. I, uh, I certainly create a lot of headlines, don't I? I, I give them plenty of sub-stories yes. to run with. But I, I think of all the places in the world, Hong Kong would be the best place yep. for a series like that because we have a set amount of jockeys on the list. We have a set amount of trainers. We race on the same racetracks. Um, we all live in the same apartment, so you have the behind-the-scene uh, friction that goes on as well, uh, and it's obviously an exciting city. Um, so I, I think it really would work here, um, and uh, you know maybe one day they'll do it. But um, I think we've sort of missed the boat a little bit. It probably could could have been done five or six years ago, yep. but um, anyway. Well, he's, if if Winfrey can get up and dance like he did during the Asian World Conference, I don't know if you saw that vision. Surely he can get this organised. Yeah, I, I did see the vision, and I, I was uh, I was talking to him about it a couple of days ago, and he said his um, mother was a, a ballet dancer, so that's where he gets his rhythm. <laughs> well, Zach, go and get them with Atorius, mate. It's always a pleasure having a chat to you, and. Um, yeah, well done on the weekend. Beauty eternally, something else. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do in the derby. And good luck with the Tories. They will be, they, they're probably going to build a statue of you because you've been a legend of the game. But if you win on a Tories, your statue will be made. Don't worry about that. Oh, I feel, Ahead I feel of time. Like there's a lot of pressure that comes with riding this horse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway. Good luck, hopefully, mate. Hopefully it works out well and we enjoy it. Thank you. Thanks. There's the champ, Zach Purton. We'll take a break and we'll come back with Tommy Wood straight after this. Romantic Warrior, he's going to make it a test from the 600. Vincent starts to slide forward to Money Catcher, joined by Romantic Warrior. Golden 60's a length away third, then Glorious Dragon, Money Catcher, Romantic Warrior. He's challenging him, Golden 60's still a length away. Romantic Warrior leads Money Catcher, slowly Golden 60's bridging the gap. Romantic Warrior, Golden 60, a neck to his outside. It's the two great horses of Hong Kong. But it's Golden 60, the greatest of Hong Kong. He beat Romantic. Yeah, what a race it was. Um, Goosebumps type of stuff. Listening to that call once again from Mark McNamara. Tom Wood from the Hong Kong Jockey Club joins us right now and giddy up. And Tom, we just had a chat to Zach Pert and we asked him the question about Golden 60. And he says in his time in Hong Kong racing, he's never seen a horse that's had the will to win like Golden 60 has. And that was evident there on Sunday. Yeah, it certainly was, uh, Gareth. He's just got such a, a fight about him. He's uh, really mellowed out as time has uh, gone on. Even Vincent had to chase him up a, a few times in the, the run the other day. And in the end, uh, he was just uh, too strong for them and uh, just keeps on uh, doing the business. They've got a few uh, questions. It's uh, what they may want to do with him now, whether they chase the $10 million carrot of running him in the uh, standard charter champions and charter cup coming up uh, later in the season over the 2,400 metres to 
take all three legs of the uh, Triple Crown, which hasn't been done, I think, since, I think, since uh, River Verdon uh, back in the, the 90s, I think, uh, the last time that was uh, done. So they've got a few question marks whether they want to stay here, they go overseas. But, uh, no, he was tremendous uh, the other day again, Golden 60. Is the derby all over, Beauty and Turner? Will he get 2,000 metres? What we've seen so far, he should do. But um, on the, the the way Super Sunny Singh ran the other day uh, over the 1,800 metres and the way he quickened and had such a, a good turn of foot, uh, 2,000 metres certainly looks like it's ideal for him. So, look, they look to be two of the, the leading hopes now going forward to the, the derby. Uh, there's still question mark with a straight Aaron who's got uh, the rating points to get there. He was uh, pretty good the other day for Casper Sounds. I'd be delighted with that sort of performance that he put up. So I, I fear say he would have shortened in some of the overseas markets uh, in betting straight Aaron. And uh, look, I, I still thought Sword Point ran well the other day. So uh, he looks like uh, he should hopefully see out 2,000 metres as well. What about a Happy Valley tomorrow night, mate? We've got about a minute and a half. Do we have any winners there for us? Yeah, race uh, number three, I thought a, a Mount of Zacks uh, would be tough to beat. Race uh, three, number uh, number nine, A, Americ to Spexo has been running well. He's drawn nicely in barrier two for John Size and Zach Purden. So uh, race uh, three, number nine. I uh, don't mind in race number five, uh, the look of a newcomer again for Zach Purden. Joy Cumming, who's been trialling well, uh, was with Richard and Chantel Jolly prior to uh, arriving. Quinella race six, uh, one King Excelente and two Hoss. They look to be the two main chances there in race uh, six. And then uh, later on in the card, uh, Gallant Waking race eight, number two, Sylvester de Souza. Uh, he ran a good second last time out also for uh, Francis Lloyd. So uh, a few there to uh, look at tomorrow night, nine races. Can't wait, mate. And geez, it's only going to get um, the um, the action's only going to get a um, a lot stronger and a lot more entertaining, you would imagine, even though it's hard to beat on Sunday. But looking forward to that Hong Kong derby, I'm enjoying the storylines leading up to that big feature on the March 16th. Yeah, thoroughly looking forward to it. We've got the Queen Silver Jubilee Cup coming up as well again with the likes of Wellington. Lucky Swainess will be written by James McDonald and also with California Spangle for Zach Curtin. Yep, can't wait. Thanks for that, mate. We appreciate it, Tom. Thanks, Gary. There's Tom Wood. Thanks to the Hong Kong Jockey Club. I'll be back tomorrow morning from 8 o'clock on a Wednesday morning. Really looking forward to that. Turn a foot with Nick Foote and Huey Fitzpatrick to kick it all off. Trots Live coming up next with Toby McKinnon. The Warm Bats ready to go once again on this Wednesday. Have a wonderful day.